This is fucking awesome. On Talking Stupid. Because Mishmash sounds negative. <laughs> on, the, on stage. I mean, they're classic. I remember I was playing uh, the, the podcast things here on Talking Stupid. Wonder Bread Man. Wonder Bread Man. Like Shazam Wonder Man? Oh. You know who Wonder Man is? No. From, uh, no idea. DC is not my strong suit. <coughs> yeah, that's why this is Marvel. Oh. This is Guardians. Oh, oh, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do know who Wonder Man okay. is. Okay. Yeah, he, what is he, like a, uh, is he a cyborg or android? He's. I know he's not human. He's something. He's, uh, I, can't, I forgot his backstory because he's just a character I never followed. Yeah, he's a, He's definitely a C-rate superhero. Nothing uh, Nothing Avengers worthy, but he's out in the universe doing shit. Like Ocean Sea? What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Stupid. I'm William. I'm Jeremy. I'm Veg. Uh, welcome to this week's podcast. We are going to be talking today about... Iron fisting. Iron fisting. Is that, did you guys watch the porn too? Because I watched it. Iron... I'm Wait, there's, my... there's a non-porn version? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, the iron, I'll give you the iron fist. <laughs> iron fisted? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of our sex, uh, sex men... <laughs> professor, <laughs> professor, sex and his sex men. <laughs> oh, that guy! Oh, professor, sex. Your bald head <laughs> is good for something else. <laughs> uh, the new Iron Fist show just premiered last Friday on Netflix. Yep. So we're going to hear and talk about that. Oh, I can see Nathan filling be Wonder Man. Yeah, here's Wonder Man. Oh, okay. I think I've seen him in. Nothing before. Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe something. Like so the uh, Southwest Avengers, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers of North Dakota. <laughs> well, here's here's some interesting uh, trivia for you. After the events of Civil War, they decided to kind of split up uh-huh. these superheroes into the different areas. So they had like a New York Avengers and the Great Michigan, Lakes, the Great Lakes Avengers, and the West Coast Avengers, and a they, Boise, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> So they split up like all these different superhero teams. So like, who's the guys that get stuck in North Dakota? Like, they're just yeah. SOL. Like, Wonder Man. We were just talking about that. Oh, Wonder Man gets stuck in North Dakota. That makes sense. Yeah, so. he's there to stop uh, cow tippers. <laughs> the leader hey. that was Hawkeye. <laughs> no way, was Hawkeye. Hey, you kids, stop doing that thing you're doing. <laughs> what are you gonna Ooh, do? I'm gonna put an arrow up your ass. <laughs> so uh, Iron Fist came out this Friday, and uh, let's. Uh, let's quickly talk about who Danny Rand is and a little bit about his backstory. Yeah. Uh, Randy Dan. Randy, Randy Dan. Dan. That's the portal version. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Randy Dan. Also known as the Iron Fister. <laughs> when I took the power of the dragon, I became the Iron Fister. My penis is the size of a fist. <laughs> we're adults. No, we're not. We're... Oh, boy. Good times. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, Danny Rand. Yes. Of the Rand Industries. Uh-huh. Uh, he, is, he gets uh, him and his family. And, of course, this is the Netflix version of the actual the actual version of how he gets the Kunlund is a little different in the comics, but we're going to stick to the straight to the Netflix story. Um, his mom and dad die in a plane crash, and he too is on the plane. He too is on the plane. He is with them in this plane crash. They crash in the Himalayas, and so when the plane crashes, um, he almost dies. <clears throat> he, he almost dies. His mom gets sucked out the out the jet, and ooh, his, sexy. Yeah, ooh. 
Randy Dams. <laughs> Randy Dams. <laughs> and his mother. I love him. <laughs> I'm picturing him wearing like a, one of those puffy vests and a trucker hat. <laughs> he still wears the bandana yeah. and like the open chest, but it's just and Daisy the, Dukes. Yes. <laughs> oh God. And roller skates. <laughs> All right, this is my superhero. Let's take this one. <laughs> oh, Randy Dan and the Defenders. The offenders. The offenders. <laughs> the rear enders. <laughs> Jessica Bones. Oh. I can't come up with the Daredevil one. I can't know. Wait. I'm I'm sure it'll come. I mean to me Daredevil later. is a poor name in itself, you know. Well, yeah. He's willing to do anything for a buck. <laughs> you can find them on the gas station off of I seventy six. Luke Caged. He's in, he's in a little bondage suit. <laughs> Is that who was in the gimp suit? That's the gimp. Uh, anyway. Luke Rage. Mm. Nah, not as good. It's okay. They can't all be winners. Yeah. It's fine. We can't all be Randy Dance. <laughs> Remember, kids. If you want to do something good in your life, ask yourself, what would Randy Dan do? WWRD. Oh, wait, WWRDD. What would Randy Dan do? Uh. So, Danny Rand. Anytime you say, anytime you say Danny Rand, now I'm just gonna think Randy Dan. Oh my god, you're so crying. <laughs> all right, all right. Deep focus, breath. guys. Focus. Focus. Right, we're performers. We can do this. All right. We're entertainers. We gotta, gotta be able to get past our own stupid shit sometimes. So, Randy Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's not helping. So Danny Rand, <laughs> yes, okay, okay. So Danny Rand gets uh, is basically in the Himalayas, stuck in a snowstorm, and he's gonna die of exposure until these two monks. Brandy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan is gonna die of exposure. <laughs> Veg, don't please don't die of us. <laughs> oh, in case you're wondering, everybody, Veg almost spit his energy drink all over the place. <laughs> that was fantastic. Right onto his cab. It would have been oh terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, okay. So, he... Uh, focus. Focus. Welcome to Stupid Flanders. Welcome to Stupid Welcome to Randy Flanders. <laughs> We all dressed in short shorts and skates. <laughs> We're Randy Flanders. 
Ha, we're Randy He's like, where are your yellow ties? Guess. <laughs> Well, if we didn't need it before, this is definitely going to be explicit tag on iTunes. Uh, that's definitely going to be needed this podcast. Like, oh, it looks so formal. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So two monks find Danny. Uh-huh. He's about he's dying in the Himalayas, and so he gets taken to Kunlun, which is a mythical uh, t- a temple or a, yeah a monastery. I guess think Shangri La. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so Agraba. No. Something like that. Okay. But in, in the Kamehameha. De- <laughs> Italy. <laughs> you guys have the giggles today. Some mythical foreign land like uh, Italy or Alabama. <laughs> or New Brunswick, I don't know. <laughs> what fucking what fucking superheroes went to Alabama? <laughs> Incest man. <laughs> They're just twins. Oh. No. And lovers. And lo- <laughs> God. Oh, God. Anyway. That- <laughs> so he gets he gets taken to – so Danny Rand gets taken to Shang- uh, Shangri-La. Uh, Kunlun. I'm all over the place right now. Uh, he gets taken to Kunlun. He basically becomes a martial arts master and takes the, uh, the power of the Iron Fist. Yes. Which is a uh, – it's a special ability that only one – Fighter has in a generation, and he he gets it from a dragon, which his name is uh, Shaolun. Shou, yeah, it's something Shen Yu or something. I don't know. Think of a dragon. Shoryuken. Name. I, I should know these things. Uh, let's <laughs> it's see. in here somewhere. That's a good thing about technology. Yeah, we can <clears> just look it up. So uh, so I kind of want to go through. That's that's just the general. And it's currently on Netflix, so by the way, spoilers, if you haven't watched the show yet, I would go into it, because we'll probably talk in depth about a few pieces of the show. Oh, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this one, so yeah. If you haven't watched it and you're planning to watch it, don't listen to this, but definitely come back to this podcast after, after you, you watch, watch it. it. <laughs> exactly. So then uh, after after he becomes Iron Fist, he comes back to New York to take back his company. Is that the reason? Well, that's one of the reasons. <clears throat> <clears throat> because that's one of the... Okay. That's one of the. That's one of the gripes that I have with this sh- show. Uh, one of the many that I have with this show. <laughs> so let's talk about the things we like about the show first, and then we'll talk about the things we don't like. Let's let's start in the positive. Let's start with a short list first. Yeah, we'll, we'll work our way down. They had Iron Fist in it. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. I did like that. I loved how it was Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> they did mention the other defenders in there. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Where Luke Cage, there was like no connection really. Except for uh, Night Nurse. Yeah. Wait, Rosario Dawson? Yeah. Didn't – what's her name show up to? Um, Trinity? <laughs> yeah, Carrie Ann Moss's character. Uh, Jerry Hogarth. Hogarth, Hogarth yeah. yeah. She was she was in the show. And there was references to all the different ones. I mean, they, they talk about Jessica Jones. They talk about Daredevil. They even talk about Hulk. Like that's yeah. one of the yeah. outside the Defenders series that they actually talked about. Um, show you – Oh, I just had it. God damn it. What are you going to show me? Okay. Show you, show you weenie? It's Shao Lao. <laughs> Shao Lao the Undying is the name of the dragon that he gets the Iron Fist powers from. Shao Lao. So. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. A lot of references in there. Um, One little Easter egg that I didn't realize when I first watched Daredevil, but I, I get now. Uh, the chemicals that blind uh, – what's his name? Uh, uh, Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. 
are actually on a shipping container from Rand Industries. Really? Oh, yeah, so now I've got to go back and watch fucking Daredevil again, which oh, I wouldn't darn. mind doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, that, that whole second season <clears throat> with the hand was fantastic, and we get more of that. We get more of the hand, but they're not... But in a strange way, like the stranger. <laughs> Dr. Stranger. <laughs> you have to sit on him for a while first. You gotta Until sit he on, gets numb. you got to sit on his hands. <laughs> So I mean, some of the, the the fighting was really cool in the in the series. I really liked some of the martial arts uh. they used. It was it was, <laughs> but it was all over the place. You didn't have just like kung fu on kung fu. You had jujitsu. You had drunken monkey girl on style. girl, girl on girl. You had not only that, but you had bushido and you had all these different like three on sword one fighting styles. <laughs> what, sword fights? Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah sword, sword fights. For sword fighting, yeah. and I, I did like that they that they were very versatile <clears throat> with the amount of um, kung fu they used in the in the show or martial arts. I don't want to I don't want to signify <laughs> as kung fu. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Before we move forward, I actually kind of broke it down into story, characters, action, and soundtrack. Okay, let's do it. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> all right, we'll go with story. So what did you like about the story? <laughs> Iron Fist was in it. Yeah. And it's Marvel. <laughs> I got a little more, you know. Um I I felt like it was it was very fast paced. The, right. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of downtime in the show. What? Did you just say fast paced when it comes to the story? Yeah, no. I feel like I feel yeah, like no. it moved through things fairly quickly. <laughs> it took fucking what, two, three episodes before he finally showed his fucking power? Well, yeah, there was it was a build to that. I thought there was, you know. Oh, not to mention it took them two or three episodes to finally get everybody to understand that he is Danny Rand. That was kind of annoying. That fucking took forever. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> there couldn't have just been like, oh, you know, let's get this small part of the story out of the way where, you know, oh, we happen to have uh, DNA samples of, like, you know, Wendell and uh, Diane is the mom's name. Mom's yes, name? Diane. Yeah, Wendell Diane and Diane Rand. Rand. Yeah, let's just say, like, somehow they have, like, fucking, you know, a DNA sample of theirs, and they can test it <laughs> against fucking uh, uh, Danny's fucking DNA. Like, they did not have to fucking wait till fucking, like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, episode three before they finally realized, okay, this really is Danny Rand. I felt like it's such, like, an, in, like, not insignificant, but, like, you could have told that part of the story way quicker. Or you could have told it in one episode. You could have exactly. got like, he gets there, he gets sent to the mental institution, and then by the end of the first episode, he's out. Yeah. And then by the second episode, they're trying to legitify, legitimize yeah. who he really is. Exactly. Yeah, three whole episodes on, on like him being in the insane asylum. That was a lot. And I can say, <laughs> you know, the biggest issue with this show, and I think would have made it easier, they did 13 episodes here instead of doing 10. I think if they had stuck to the 10-episode script... They would have done a lot better on it. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you have if you have three hours, first two fucking episodes. If if you have less time to tell a story, you're going to be more effective in your storytelling. So yeah, exactly. You really have to be aware of like, okay, what am I showing in this scene? What am I showing in this shot? Is this relevant? Do I need to spend so much time on like? I totally get that they were trying to be like, is he really Danny Rand? Like, who is this guy? Yeah. 
and they were trying to make him crazy because the Meachams had like sent him into an insane asylum and basically were going to try to keep him there until yeah he was not, until he was not an issue for them anymore. It's like waiting for Goku to charge up in the Dragon Ball TV series. Seven episodes. Seven, seven episodes to charge his power. And then he's all, you know, like the big bad guys fighting all the side villains, uh, the side heroes, and yeah. you're just like, well, they're all going to die in two episodes. What are we going to do for the other three? Yeah. We're just going to show Goku charging up forever and then, like, somehow every time gather all the Dragon Balls and just bring everybody back bring to it, life. Everybody <laughs> back to life. But I still love that fucking series. So good. So good. Um, yeah, story had a lot of, there was a lot, there was a lot going on to it. You know, you got a little more into like the hand and Madam Gal was brought back from the first season of Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really like the idea that she was part of a faction though. Like she was a faction of the hand. I always thought that's how she was like one of the top people. And I liked that. That version of the hand is always the hand that I think of, you know, just ninjas being badasses. Yeah you know, having some sort of major ulterior motive. And I don't feel like they had that same effect once we lost who the, the ninja, like if they weren't really ninjas, they were just kind of a bunch of people who had like infiltrated that. That's Hydra's job, you know? Yeah. Like they could have just been Hydra who knew Kung Fu. You know, I just felt that was very much of a disconnect between who the hand is in the comics and who the hand like really is in real life. Yeah. I mean, okay. Like kind of building on that. Like another thing that annoyed me about the story is just the vagueness of the fucking battle lines, like who is on whose side. I mean, I get that, like, to a certain extent, you can, you know, if you do it correctly, it can make for, like, a nice, like, you know, mystery, like, oh, what side are they playing? But after a while, like... You almost didn't know who was on whose side. Yeah, and they didn't do it effectively. Colleen. Yeah, if you do it effectively, fine. That's awesome, and it's real intriguing, you know, but when... You just fucking, you know, leave certain bits of information out just for the sake of, like, trying to fucking, you know, build, like, mystery and tension and shit. That's bullshit, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not effective storytelling at that point. You kind of lose <clears throat> you kind of lose the essence of, of what you're trying to get in them. It's just kind of watered down and bleh. Yeah, like fucking, you know, uh, uh, Ward Meacham, like, starts off an asshole – and, I mean, he's mostly an asshole through the TV, through the first season, but, like, you know, he has flashes of, like, oh, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait, so are you fucking good or what? I will say, though, I liked I liked <clears throat> Ward's character development. He didn't really change, yeah. but his perspectives on things did, and that's what made him grow as a character, and I really like that part about him. I will say, um, Alex and I watched it all through the weekend. Um, she said Ward was her favorite character, and she kind of explained that, like, Ward doesn't really change as a character. He's he's still the same guy from the beginning to the end. He just kind of has moments of doubt, and you can kind of see that like deeper into his character. You go, okay, he's a guy. He really doesn't want to be overruled by his dad. He wants to be his own person, but he can't get out of this cycle. Yeah, and you kind of grow to sympathize and almost pity him because he doesn't he doesn't ever get out of that cycle that he's stuck in. You know? Yeah. I mean. You know, I I do have to say that Ward is a pretty good character. Like, I like the fact that, um, like, I can't remember the specifics of it, but, like, he essentially said, like, he wants to just fucking leave this business and just fucking, like, just get paid and go off on his own and start something new with his sister. Yeah, and that was that was because he felt like he was so tied to the past, tied to his father. Yeah, he like, he's basically stuck, like, serving his father, who... 
is not dead. Like he's everybody thinks that he died from cancer, but he actually went into hiding. Harold Harold Meacham. Yeah, Harold Meacham. Because the hand fucking the hand revives him with science magic. I'm, I'm gonna die for three days and I'm gonna come back like Solomon Grundy. It's the same thing that status. they brought Electro back with. Then is it the same? I thought hers was a little different because she was special. She had some sort of like because she was Electra. She had special, but maybe it is. Maybe it's the same thing that brought Electra back. Because I mean, I mean they were, it was both the hand that brought them back, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I always assumed. Like watching Iron Fist is that uh, you know. The thing that brought Elektra back to life is the same thing that brought uh, Harold Meacham back to life. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I don't know. There's a lot of parallels to fucking the Batman story with this No. One. Yeah. No, he comes back from like a secret ninja fucking society. What, what is the one in Batman called? I forgot. It's the League of Assassins. Yes. R- Ra's al Ghul and yeah. There's a lot of parallels to a lot of things. I mean, Arrow, you can see a lot of parallels to that show. A guy who's gone for five years and then it comes back and has all these special abilities and now yeah. is fighting crime. I mean, but you see, I want like that's fine. Like if you want to go with that for like a, a background for a character like that, but I want to see one where he's a poor guy and he fucking like ends up getting some crazy training. Doesn't work that way. It's like oh, nothing but rich guys can get this kind of training. Because if you come back and you have no money, what are you going to do? You still have to go get a job and go live life. But see, how how interesting would that be? Like, you have all these, like, like abilities and fighting skills, and you use that as kind of like uh, like how the Defenders would, or like Jessica Jones, where, like, you kind of use it for money, you know what I mean? Heroes for hire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That was one thing I didn't, I wanted to see that they didn't bring in was at least a reference to the Heroes for Hire. Because I know they're working on the Defenders, and I know Luke Cage and Iron Fist are going to come together they're going to become buddies, but I really wanted to see a little more connection. You never know. It that. could be the beginning of Defenders. It could start off with them together and then bringing everybody else in. You never know. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so, seen Daredevil, seen both seasons of Daredevil, seen Jessica Jones. I haven't watched all of Luke Cage. Is Luke Cage in jail at the end of Luke Cage? I don't think so. Okay, because there was a letter. That she was reading. It was from Lucas. Yeah. Oh, Lucas was... Um, I don't I don't know. Who was Lucas? I thought Lucas was Luke. And that she got, an, she got a letter from him and that's where she was... Well, I mean, that's not even his real name, though. So why would he be like... Well, it's Luke. Short for Lucas. But wait. Isn't there something... I don't know if I fucking, like, got this from a different story, but, like... Didn't Luke Cage get – that's a fake name? Doesn't he have an actual real name? Sure. Oh, I want to say yes. I want to say that there was right? a different name, and I forgot why he started going by Luke Cage. Like he oh, – like What was that story behind that though? How he got his powers. He was, he was in jail under his real name, falsely in jail, and then he got picked to get the powers – so and then like, he escapes prison. So to in order to stay, you know, out of jail, he changes his name. Oh, uh, okay. So the letter that Claire was reading was just an older letter that he must have she must have had from him. Maybe. I don't know. I So so the problem is <laughs> the problem is I have this big disconnect between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage because yeah. I don't know what happened in those episodes. I just haven't got around to it. Right, right. So I I'm I'm just in this disconnect, but um how my other issue with the storyline, 
to jump back, there was no real villain. There was the hand, the Meachams were kind of bad. Yeah. But there was no, like, this is the bad guy. Yeah, see, to me, that that falls into what I was saying before, where there's no fucking set battle lines, you know what I mean? There's no set good guy, no set bad guy. Because Colleen Wing, at first, she's with the hand, and she's a good guy. Well, at first, she, you like, the audience is made to think that she's just some, like, you know, some karate instructor, but then, you know, who happens upon Danny Rand, but you find out she's actually connected to the hand, and then you you start thinking, okay, well, then she's a bad guy, and she was fucking, you know, screwing she's them over. manipulating Danny to get yeah. her to wor- get him to work for the hand. And then towards the end of the season, she ends up fucking switching sides, you know, obviously, but, you know, it's just part of that whole like you don't know who's on what side and they just didn't do that effectively no and i think what they were trying to get at was the whole idea of corporate espionage corporate corporate espionage if i could say those words right (laughs) like in in a in a business room do you really know who's on your side even if they're working by your side you don't know if they're good or bad yeah so i think that's what they were trying to get at. like oh it's the corporate world so even in the corporate (laughs) world there's the hand and you don't know who's a secret ninja in your in your corporation and yeah why is there a 13th floor and okay here's another here's another insight that i i caught remember the first time we meet stick in daredevil yeah who is daredevil's mentor Mm uh he's in a building fighting the hand fighting some ninjas i think that was Rand corporation i think he was actually in Rand industries i can't prove it there's no there's no evidence to prove that it's just a theory. It's just my theory that, like, where else would he be if the hand is centralized in Rand Industries and they have been for 15 years? Why not? Yeah. So you're just making shit up, hoping it fits it's in. It's headcanon. It's my headcanon. Have Did I talked you to you guys? Head... Have I talked to you guys about headcanon? What it is? Uh, briefly. No. So headcanon for the unenlightened uh, is so the storylines that aren't directly, or storylines or pieces of information that aren't directly linked in the story or directly referenced in the story. But are still considered in your own mind or like in a community's mind, um, still part of that story. It's it's headcanon. So so for example, a lot of people believe that after the events of Star Wars Episode Six, Boba Fett actually gets out of the Sarlacc pit and he's off doing his own things. Not That's dr- true, man. Yes. It's not headcanon. It's fucking true. It's not directly referenced. <laughs> it's not directly referenced in the Star Wars continuity, but it's a general theory that he's out and doing other things. See, so, my theory is that in episode seven, he's already out and he's fucking planning his revenge. But Han's already dead. Or is he going after Luke at that point? Well, he oh, finally he's paid, he's paid for. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. It's whatever the storyline tells him to do. He's going to find out that Han is dead and he's like, fuck, well, who's next on the list? <laughs> <laughs> We're going down. Leia's? Oh. But then Luke? Okay, we can get Luke now. We can <laughs> go after Luke. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Though I'm they are going to have, Luke. they said that. Even though Carrie Fisher has passed, mm-hmm. she is going to still be in. Oh, okay. Like yeah. they did with. Because she finished her her parts in episode eight. Yeah, she or, or mostly, and so they're going to keep her in. And I think anything future that they need to record her, they're going to do the. The like, CGI, the the double. Yeah, like they did in a Rogue One story. Mm-hmm. See, I'm hoping they don't do that, like exactly like that. I want them to still show her, but. Make it like the the blue hologram, so that way you know you don't have to fucking make it look like too fucking weird, like 
real, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get that weird Uncanny Valley thing when you fucking, You're like, like I know she's dead. And That's how I felt like, eh. about both Marth Tarkin and Carrie Fisher in that, or Leia in that Rogue One story. I just, yeah. I knew they were human. I knew they looked human. They just didn't quite have that same feel to it. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit, a little bit harder to so, kind of pin down with your eyes. That's why I'm hoping, like, if she does show up in the later Star Wars, that she's in like a communication hologram. So know? she's there. She's just not directly yeah. involved with everything as much. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. So moving on, we've kind of talked about story a little bit. I want yeah. to talk about some of our favorite and our least favorite characters in the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> they have Iron Fist in it. <laughs> Made by Marvel. <laughs> I really like the fact that it was in the Marvel Universe and that they referenced the Hulk. That was cool. Oh, and fucking uh, – what's his name? Uh, Stan Lee's uh, cameo was just a poster. The poster, yeah. Oh, I missed that. Uh, you did? Go back and watch the whole series again. Yeah, fuck it. I'll just – I'll go look up an image on, uh, on Google. Like, oh, there he was. Cool. That was cool. Then you're cheating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I really – like I said, I talked earlier. I liked Ward Meacham's character. I actually really like Colleen too. Colleen, I mean, like flipped so many times in the in the show. She was good and she was bad and she was good again. But I feel like she had such – there was development to her character. She wasn't very one-sided. Harold was one-sided. Harold was, I'm insane, I'm crazy, I'm a shitty human being, I'm a businessman throughout the whole series. But yeah. I feel like Colleen – both Colleen and Ward had a good character development. They were – they were struggling with their own, you know, inadequacies and everything. It was just I liked that development on both of those characters. Right, right. It was hard for me to focus on Harold because I know him from um, three hundred. He's in three hundred. Oh, he's, he's the one guy. He's oh. the one telling the story. That's right. Yeah. No, um, Van Helsing. He's Carl. Like that. Coral. <laughs> Coral. Get in there. Get in the house. Um, no, Coral. Frankenstein. Coral. Van Helsing's a sidekick. The 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 monk or the priest. That's him. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, like the kind of like goofy like sidekick type character. Yeah, so that's yeah. all I kept picturing. I'm like, no, he's not this big old businessman that has all these crazy plans. No, he's Carl. He's getting a crossbow for Van Helsing. <laughs> Here, my lord, take your crossbow. That's a movie I haven't heard about in years. There's a reason for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Hugh but Jackman, though, Kate too. Beckinsale, Kate dude. Beckinsale. Ooh, I have a great story. I have a great story. I was watching the deleted, the behind-the-scenes stuff, and there's a scene where they're dancing. I don't remember the context of this, the theme, but she was wearing a really, really, really low-cut dress, and he dipped her a couple times, and she, like, fell out. And so they had to, like, reshoot it, like, three or four times because they just <laughs> right, didn't quite have it. they had to reshoot three or four times. <laughs> All right, Kate, we're going to do that again, but we need it lower this time. We need to make sure that the dress is just really low. It's going to evolve in the plot somehow. Well, how is it going to be involved in the plot? We're going to talk about that later. And they never talked about it later. <laughs> It's like, oh, that scene's going on the cutting room floor. And then into my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guys feel about Danny? <clears throat> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. He's pretty bland, dude. <laughs> like, I, there's not much to say about him, sadly. Like, he's just like your standard rich guy who knows fucking kung fu or whatever. Yeah, even his... Like, oh, I'm just, I'm distraught. I don't know if I want to kill the hand or if I want to kill the person. Like, vengeance story fell kind of flat. Yeah. I was just, meh, eh. I like that character in, the, like, the Spider-Man cartoon, the, like, the newer ones out, um, like, when they're in high school. The ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Like, with, I like uh, that. Uh, White Tiger and Luke Cage, right? Yeah. Or Power Man, Power I guess Man he's that. in. 
in the comic. But I like that Iron Fist. He he almost sounds like Yoda. Like he's wise and and he's very calm and like he he the master of kung fu and well, I didn't get any of that from this live action one. He was just yeah. He was kind of whiny all the time, and he didn't yeah. know what he wanted, and he was like, well, I'm the fist, but I left, and I feel bad about that, but I need to go avenge my family's death. And Yeah, like all the fucking interesting mm. things that you could, you know, tell about Danny Rand, you, they don't. They just fucking – they just focus on like the main things that happened to him like, oh, I was on a plane, and then it crashed, and then this person saved me, and then I became a fucking Iron Fist, and then I came back and – Where's yeah. his green and yellow costume? Seriously, yeah. These are part of like with with uh, Luke Cage. They they he put on that fucking costume, that horrible horrible costume from the seventies. Yeah, and he goes and oh, they made a joke out of it. It was awesome just to see that costume. Yeah. Daredevil has a fucking costume. Even uh, Jessica Jones has a reference to it when she's first. Oh yeah, when yeah, they yeah, first yeah. think about her being a superhero, she's like, "What about this? I designed this for you." And she's like, "Nobody a million years wear that." Like, yeah. even even as a tribute, mm-hmm. and there was a moment where they showed the old Iron Fist in the footage. He has and that. He did have the have the mask. He has and, the mask, yeah. and he's got the open shirt on. But that was the last we saw of it, and I felt like there needed to be some sort of transaction between. Like old, and even, that footage wasn't even in color. It was a black and white 1940s film that they got from World War II. Yeah, I just, oh, Danny's character. You're right. You're right. Danny is is very knowledgeable. He kind of acts like an old soul in a young mm-hmm. body, and he had none of that. He was just like, I like mean, like a, a small kid who just had tantrums. He wasn't all Yoda. Time. He was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> But I want to go to Toshi Station, <laughs> pick up some power converters. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, from my understanding, I mean, I, I'm not going to claim to know a whole lot about fucking Iron Fist, but, like, from my understanding is he's supposed to be, like, the best martial artist in the Marvel Universe. He is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I get none of that from mm. this first uh, season. Of- well, that's the problem. They were trying to be like, he's young. He's not the Danny Rand you know. He's still learning. He can only use the, the Iron Fist in oh, one okay, hand. Yeah, like when you know, fucking like, uh, uh, Colleen's uh, sensei B- was like, oh, they didn't teach you the, uh, the chi recharging technique or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I guess. And you only have one fucking Iron Fist, you fucking asshole. Oh, his name is Iron Fist, not Iron Fist. Uh, uh, you know, that was the <laughs> Randy Dan. <laughs> Randy Dan and his Iron Fist. Come down to Randy Dan's import emporium. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he felt like he didn't know, like he wasn't the full Iron Fist yet. Iron Fist can use his hands and his feet to yeah. be able to transfer power and be able to attack things. Yeah. Uh, but this this Danny was just like, I don't know who I am. I just don't. It was just bland. I just I don't know. I I would have I, I would have even been okay if he had come back knowing just a little bit, but still been like, I have a mission. I know what I need to do. Him kind of leaving and be like, I just want to find my own path was. It's all cliche and just trite and overdone. Yeah. But it was better than most DC movies. True. <laughs> I, I can't Why argue with that. Yeah. Um, Joy Meacham. The definition of the color beige, dude. Like, fucking so, so boring. Joy doesn't live up to her name. No. She was, she was bland. <laughs> yeah. She was more sadness than she was joy. Like. It's an inside out <laughs> reference. I guess. <laughs> I got it. I just don't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Joy Meacham, um, she has no clue that uh, her father, Harold, is still alive for most of the season. But she felt his presence. Yeah. But until she finds out, and then without any, like, questioning of, like, oh, you've been alive this whole time? Like, no anger. That's the problem with her. She has no emotions about everything. Yeah. When Danny comes back, she maybe cries a little bit. And maybe they're trying to they're trying to rack it up to, oh, she's a businesswoman. She's more about facts and effects than anything else but like she had no emotion when she found her dad she wasn't angry at him for being alive for 13 years not telling him. she wasn't happy to see him she was just kind of like you're here let's it's like oh you're business. here this is a thing we shall hug now <laughs> yeah exactly very robotic in her in her performance on it yeah just ugh, she, uh, the whole meacham clan i feel like ward had the most yeah like emotion out of everybody and he went a little psycho for a while yeah he got thrown into the the booby hatch for a while. <laughs> yeah, the snake bit. Yeah. Oh man. I uh, mean, out of all the characters on Iron Fist, Ward Meacham is the most interesting. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's and it, weird being kind of a like he becomes the. Uh, although I'm glad where they uh, put his character at the end of the season though. Like I like that. That he's back, he's at the corporate, he's able to do yeah. his own thing and yeah, like be able he's to... the head of Rand now. And um, you know, he even replaced the the pictures of uh oh, yeah. his father and uh, uh Danny's father in the hallway. Like to, they replaced to, to it Danny and to Danny, Danny and Ward. Ward. Yeah. yeah. I was that like, was That's cool. cool, dude. Um Ward in the comics is more of a Chaotic neutral? No. Um <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Osborne's son. What's 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 Osborne's son's um, name? It's James Franco. I know that. I just can't think of who the actual character's name is. Because uh, it's Norman Osborne, Harry Osborne. Harry, thank you. Yeah. He's more of a Harry character where he's like, oh, that's Spider-Man. I will get him. But it just – you don't feel that. You don't feel that – I think a lot of this was there's not a lot of the essence of the comics or even any of the cartoons yeah. that come through in this. It's kind of its own element. Yeah. And I even thought with Bakudo coming in and being like, we need to make a team. We want to make sure that you can come together. I thought he was going to instill in Danny's mind, like, build the defenders. Like, he knows about Daredevil. He They've talked about him. They know about Luke Cage. Yeah. Claire, like, Claire knows all of these people. She could bring them all together and, and be like – Jerry uh, Hogarth was- – like oh, yeah. mentioned all of them too. Yeah, I I felt like there was a really good way to tie it all together and be like, hey, the defenders are coming. Like, be ready for this. And they just didn't. They didn't do yeah, any of that. I, they I, did. They had so much potential, and it just kind of. I think. I think their problem there is, I think they're relying too much on the knowledge of the audience. Like at this point, almost anybody who's interested in any of these characters knows that the defenders are coming. Yeah. And that's coming at the end of this year, actually. Yeah. That's in November. I know. So, so, and, like, you know, take that extra step for anybody who might not know what the Defenders are. Yeah, prepare for it. Even in the end of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, they were like, hey, the Avengers are coming. Don't know who the Avengers are? Here's a quick breakdown of what you're going to see. Yeah. They didn't didn't have to do that. They didn't have to go to that extreme, but they still had the ability to just kind of give a hint and be like, we got to make a team. We got to do better than the hand. We need to be able to fight in the light or something. Like... Whatever cliche you want to use, use right. that and then be able to to set this up. And they didn't do any of that. And now Danny's in Kunlun and Kunlun is gone. We don't know where that went. Yeah, good the, job, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. I was always I even his, even his buddy. What's his, his, what's his buddy's name? Davos. Yeah, he was like, 
You are you are fucking you are Iron Fist. You are the guardian of the path to fucking Kunlun. Yeah, and he just and then you fucking left, asshole. (laughs) You left and you took my birthright away. That's my Iron Fist. I wanted it more than you did, but you're an outsider and I didn't like you. He was another character, just like. And plus, you can't trust a character who's not into pizza, man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck you and everything you goddamn stand for. See, I Claire, love pizza. Claire Temple had it right, and is like, that's all you have to say about what was it Joe's pizza, <laughs> the best slice of pizza in New York. A one dimension, another one dimensional character in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, mm. And then like him like being at the end with like Madame Gao and Joy, and they're all gonna like come together and form come like the new together. hand. Miss Gal. <laughs> yeah, so no. <laughs> no. So uh, anyway. Um so okay. Iron Fist, greatest martial artist in the Marvel universe, right? Yes. Yeah. Action. You would think that the action would be off the charts amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're right, and there, there was that was a couple things that I thought of, that I was like, how does that work? So he he fights a guy in a truck, and this guy's not even a martial artist, and gets yeah. his ass handed to him. He's, he's like a fucking glorified babysitter. Yeah, like you didn't. He's just a big guy. He's just muscle. Like, but he didn't know any kung fu. He didn't. He had an, he had a harder time fighting. He had an easier time guy fighting six guys with hatchets. Yeah. from the triad than he did a guy in a van. Yeah, a single dude in a van. And maybe let's and not only that, but he got the guy stabbed because he wasn't able yeah. to like this guy he's just a big guy, you know, like yeah. and for the the amount of like kung fu or martial arts he was supposed to know, he had a really hard time taking this guy down. Yeah, see what's crazy about it is like towards towards the the beginning of the season uh when Danny – like in the first episode when Danny Rand first walks into the, the building and he's like, hey, I'm Danny Rand. I'm back. I need to see uh, Harold. And they're all like, what? And then like you know, they send out the uh, uh, the security guards to escort him out. He starts to like fight him but not like hurt him. He's just like mm-hmm. doing these smooth movements like pushing him out of Using the way. Using their momentum against them. Yeah, and like it was very fucking cool. I was like, dude, yeah. this is awesome. Like it plays up to that whole thing about him being like a – like. A Buddhist and like peaceful and like you know I can fight, but I'm just gonna use your momentum against you and like you know push you away or like disarm you you know and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, this is gonna be pretty good. And then the longer you go through the episodes of the season, it just gets worse and worse. Where it just devolves into like your standard fucking quote unquote kung fu action and like. They don't do the things that they do in, like, let's say, uh, Daredevil, where there's these awesome fight scenes, but you can tell it's fucking, uh, uh, what's his name that plays uh, Daredevil? Charlie Cox? Yeah. You can tell that's him. Like, he he's actually, like, doing all these movements. In Iron Fist, they do a lot of, like, cut scenes. Well, not cut scenes, but, like, you know, they do a lot of editing where... You don't really see his face. You can almost tell, like, it's a stuntman or whatever. So that's one of the fav- – my favorite shots from the first season of Daredevil is – The hallway? Yes, the hallway scene. Yeah. And that's literally a single cut. They go mm-hmm. here, and then they, they turn around, and they're literally following him throughout this 
whole fight scene, and it is. It's just a single cut yeah. of him coming through and fighting and just beating the crap out of all these guys. You're right. In in this show, it was a lot of cuts. It was yeah. like you got maybe a couple punches, and then it switched, and they'd be behind him, and then they do more punches. There wasn't a direct flow. It didn't feel like – you're yeah. right. Like, like you said – uh, Finn Jones, who played Danny Rand, didn't really feel like he had actually done much training for it. Yeah. And I'm sure he had, and I'm sure he had to learn all these things, but I feel like Charlie Cox, as Daredevil, did way more than he did as yeah. for the, you know, the most efficient martial arts person in the world. Yeah, yeah. I like how you keep doing air quotes, but no one can see you. <laughs> and there's emphasis in my voice. <laughs> you can hear it. When I talk. Right. <laughs> you could hear the air swishing from when I do the air quotes. <laughs> I'm the quickest of the hand quotes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean um, – I, uh, Can I say, though, before I, – I did, like, there was a couple shots where they, like, cut it almost like a comic book strip where, like, Danny would be punching somebody and then Colleen would be hitting somebody at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it just felt very comic book It's like, ooh, they're going to go with that style, and then nope. They only did it like twice. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was cool when they did do it. Like, yeah, use your source material. You have things that you, there to use. Like, yeah. use it. And okay, like, can he please stick to one fucking fighting style? Like I said before, he had that really smooth and like fucking you know peaceful style of fighting. And if you were able to like add in like some strikes with that, that would be fucking dope. And I would be I would have been happy with his fighting style. But, like I said, the longer the season goes on, it just turns into standard kicks and punches and, like, you know. I think if his fighting styles had changed over the course, like, oh, I'm fighting six guys and they have weapons. I'm going to use this stand. I'm going to use this style. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm fighting the drunken master. I'm going to use this style. See, that's another funny thing. It's like he kind of mentions it. It's like, oh, this is – what was it? The jaguar's paw or whatever when when he uses to strike – forgot who but like it was colleen they were they were like yeah 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 this play is the fighting. jaguars po- uh, the, i guess the it's jaguars not play fighting po- there's there's an actual it's sparring they're yeah, not, yeah they're not just like let's play <laughs> no, they're not fighting <laughs> no you stop it no i'm the best martial no, artist just... <laughs> <laughs> see that would have been like all right well at least you're sticking to like a fucking style but you're right it all came down to kind of just like generic punches there was no like he would like start with like i'm gonna Go into this position. Yeah. But and then, then I'm going to do a regular old punch. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I kind of saw was in the very beginning how how we were talking about how he's using everyone's momentum against them and yeah. he's very calm. I think as the series progressed, he just got more angry and just sloppy because he was just – he wanted to find out about his parents. And so he wasn't focused on his actual training. It was just okay. him just wanting to, to beat everybody up and just wasn't really – in okay, the right mindset. Right. That's kind of how I saw. It. I'm okay. not sure if that's what was supposed to happen. I guess I'll. I guess I could buy that because throughout the entire season, um, Danny Rand seems to be dealing with like anger issues. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, he's he, not the focused, calm Iron Fist we know. Yeah, he like he's sitting there trying to meditate, and then he'll get these flashes of like when the plane like crashed, <laughs> his plane crashed, and his parents died, and everything. And then like they kind of do this effect on the screen where. Um, like it just starts flashing really brightly, and you can see like these lens flare type deals all over them. A lot of lens flares in, yeah. this, in this show. Yeah, I mean, it was almost as bad as a J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I think J.J. Uh, Abrams was fucking editing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I, I guess I'll buy that. That would make sense. Reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, you win this round, Veg. <laughs> See, Veg doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, he's really insightful. He's like our Danny Rand. Or Randy Dan. Our Randy Dan. <laughs> it's Veg's Randy Dan. Uh, okay. My last thing about the action in this fucking TV show. You're named the Iron Fist. Why aren't you using the Iron Fist every single fucking chance you can get? I think it's explained that he... His chi. His chi, yes. He doesn't have the ability to regenerate his chi, and he he can't use it consistently because he's still a young fighter. And I think that's the big thing they were trying to get at. He's not quite the Iron Fist we know. He still has a lot of kind of growing to do. His chi's not as balanced and there as much as he wants it to be. If that's true, then I would have to call into question the fucking process of choosing an iron fist. Well, I don't think he was done with his training. He left his training early to come so he did, back. He, he pulled a Luke Skywalker word. Yes. <laughs> hey, exactly. I gotta go help my friends. Yeah, I'm gonna go help my friends Let's now. go to Cloud City, guys. I'm kind of a Jedi, but not really. <laughs> I can swing a lightsaber real good. <laughs> I kissed my sister once. <laughs> I'm really into power converters. <laughs> and blue milk. <laughs> I'm going to go help that dog creature there. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, a, okay, I would have to think that there's a serious flaw in choosing an Iron Fist if you can get the Iron Fist power and not be fully trained. Well, he, he got the power, then he has to learn to, like, it's like in, in like, animes or cartoons, whenever somebody learned, you know, they'll get this new power, but then they're not really quite functioning. They can't use it just yet. It takes them a little bit longer to... To, like, level up and be able to, you know, use it easier. I get that. Like, it took him – he was the Iron Fist, but he was a basic version of the Iron Fist. He had learned all these new techniques and stuff to be able to fully utilize everything that he was as an Iron Fist. Well, here you go. Here's an example. You're at work. You had this one job. They're like, hey, I'm promoting you to manager. You have to train. You've got the title. You're a manager, but now you have to train to learn how to do that position. (laughs) I guess. I it's just fucking it's Iron Fist, dude. Fucking use your fucking Iron Fist, you bastard. That's Aluminum funny. fist for now. Yeah, all right, fine. We'll call, it's stainless steel fist for right now. Yeah, we'll call him corrugated steel fist. <laughs> Could be iron. Could be iron. Not not iron just yet. Um yeah, I think I think that could have been solved if he had spent a little more time at Kunlun. Or in those 15 years, because that's a long time to train, and, you know, I'm sure it would have taken longer, but yeah. he could have, you know, maybe learned a little few more techniques. I'm sure he he's didn't get it. a rich white kid. I'm sure he didn't he get didn't it. listen like, right away? <laughs> it's true. But somehow he's the Iron Fist? All right. All right. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't get it, like, 14 years, 364 yeah. days into being the Iron Fist, but... yeah. You know? Um, All right. So uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about uh, for Iron Fist is soundtrack. Now, we all know that fucking Marvel can utilize soundtracks fantastically mm -hmm. well. You got Guardians of the Galaxy and fucking Luke Cage. Luke Cage, yep. Yeah. Both of those fucking titles utilize soundtrack, like, perfectly. And it fits, and it's fucking awesome. And sadly, here, again, in Iron Fist... They miss a golden opportunity. They had so much cool, cool music for the '90s, and it just—they just didn't do anything with it. Exactly. Um, they make it a point 
to show uh, Danny Rand in the first episode, he has one of those old school iPods and he's listening mm-hmm. to fucking like Outcast. a fucking Zune or something, you know? Yeah. yeah, and he's like listening to fucking like that uh, uh, fresh and fresh and clean mm-hmm. uh, by Outcast, and like uh, in another episode, um, uh, Claire. Yeah, yeah, Claire. She's Davis. yeah, she's <laughs> what? No, I was just Claire. Sorry, <laughs> not Claire Danes. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> But um, she's looking through his iPod, and she's like, wow, you know, you got Big Pun, Outcast, Black Alicious, BDP, you know, and she's like, that's real old school. Like, you must have been a real gangster 10-year-old. <laughs> and, like, dude, all those fucking names right there would have been fucking fantastic mm-hmm. to throw in, as you know, for the soundtrack. Yeah, have it, like, intermittently being used. Like, oh, yeah. these are the songs that he trained with. Yeah. He- just like how Luke Cage has fucking, like, Wu-Tang and shit. I'm like, dude, perfect. You know what I mean? But instead what they do is I get that you're wanting to make it modern, so you kind of throw in some modern tracks in there. Don't get me wrong. Some of them some of them are actually uh, pretty good. Like, you got artists like uh, Run the Jewels, Glitch Mob, and uh, one of my fav- uh, favorites, uh, The Cool Kids. But what's the point of fucking showing the 90s uh his 90s playlist on his ipod you know if what i mean if you're never going to use yeah, it yeah if you're not going to use it okay can i also say if he trained with that ipod for for how many years he did in 15 years in come long uh how did he power charge it, it? Yeah, how you. did he charge it for 15 years yep. if they were in the fucking his chi that's why he's keen <laughs> he can't focus anymore <laughs> he had to put it into his walkman all the time <laughs> what a terrible all right guys way. uh <laughs> I'm gonna fucking charge my iPod now. I'm charging. It's like charging with my iron fist. You took the fucking iron fist power to charge your iPod, you asshole. There's some good songs on here. I gotta listen to them. (laughs) Gotta get some Outcast in the in your training, you know. All right, guys. So to wrap everything up, I just want to do a quick uh, one to ten. What'd you guys think of the series? (laughs) Solid six. Oh yeah, I I'd I'd give it a five. Actually, it's not horrible, but it's not great. I'll give it a 7.5. I, there were some things I liked about it. We might have shit on it a little too much in the podcast, but I, there were some things I did like. It was entertaining to say the least, yeah. and minimally, that's a if if you can keep me entertained for 13 episodes, that's a C in my book. So yeah, I'm 7.5. Yeah, I'm sticking to my 5 out of 10. Okay. Like, basically all this did was get me, like, anticipating the Defenders. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at right now. I just want to see more about the Defenders. That's what I was really hoping for. So. Yeah. Um, I, should we do like a, a scale of one to 10? Like if you do, we really like it. It's a golden tie. And if like, it's like, it's a five, it's like a silver tie. And if it's like a zero, it's with, a yellow tie. It's a yellow tie. <laughs> there right. is no gold. Hey, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, fans, if you think that's a good way for us to go, let us know. Um, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for listening. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please. The biggest thing you guys can do is subscribe. Uh, let us know how much you enjoy the podcast. Um, the next thing you can do is uh, tell all your friends and give us five stars. Um, next week, officially, will be the start of Superhero Month. So take a look out for that. And we'll Randy explain. Dan. Randy Dan <laughs> and his – I think that should be the main villain where all archers have rear to fight. Enders. That's like the Galactus of our storyline. Yep. We have to fight Randy Dan. So we will talk <laughs> – Randy Dan and the Offenders. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again in another episode of Talking Stupid. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been a Stupid Finders production.